Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Face Turn Podcast here on the Sports Insanity Network. We are finally back after about a month hiatus, but I'm Noah Trombley, joined as always by Mike, the pun master Rifkin, and Lawrence Patchman Lang. Gentlemen, it's been a while, but how are we doing? Ah. Pretty good, man. We, we, we turned face tonight. Yeah, you know. After pulling a heel turn and going on hiatus for a month, just like heels do when they win a big match, <laughs> they go celebrate for a month. Yes. We're finally back. And it's yeah. good to be back. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, we had some stuff happen, you know, in our personal lives. So we, we took a little bit of a month hiatus, but we're back. And we're just like Ezekiel. We're back. We're back and we don't know who we are. <laughs> we we're we're not. We're not that previous show at this point, even though we clearly are. We could but, be Hulk Hogan hey, and Captain America. Elias supports us, too. <laughs> Elias oh. supports us, wherever he is. Because he's not Ezekiel. Remember, he's not Ezekiel. He's not Ezekiel. Not Ezekiel. And remember, Hulk Hogan wasn't Mr. America. Absolutely not. He was not. So, But we're going to get into double or nothing uh, predictions later, a little bit later in the show. But let's start with some breaking news that broke. Earlier this week, and that was the drama going down between Sasha Banks and Naomi. So for anyone who doesn't know, obviously Sasha Banks and Naomi were the current women's tag team champions. And on Monday, right before Raw, they were supposed to compete in a six-pack challenge as in the winner would have faced uh, Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell for the Raw Women's Championship. But apparently, but right before the taping started, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked into John Laurinaitis' office put their titles on the, on the desk and walked out, said that they were done with the creative direction of the shows. They were frustrated and they needed to just go. They weren't going to do it. And of course, and apparently after that, they left. Um, and then to further, I guess, add to the drama, WWE proceeded to then rip Sasha Banks and Naomi apart live on TV, just like they'd done with Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out about uh, bit about 20 years ago. Um, Corey Graves called, um, called them unprofessional. There were other, you know, barbs thrown at them. And so a lot of drama right now in WWE between Sasha Banks, Naomi, and WWE at the current moment. Uh, so, Mike, I wanted to get to you first. Uh, what's your reaction to, A, Sasha Banks and Naomi deciding to walk out and then be the way WWE handled it. Okay, so, so to further the point on A for the gauntlet, this is just from what I read. I don't know if it's true. Naomi was actually supposed to win this gauntlet I, for some reason. It was, supposed to, it was going to be Naomi and Bianca at Hell in a Cell for the Raw Women's title. Which, which still doesn't make sense, but it's okay. I understand their frustration. Because you put, you created these women's tag titles and you want people to think they're relevant when in reality, they don't care about these titles. They bounce around. So they play hot potato with it. They just throw two women together and say, you're a tag team now. There's no backstory. There's no nothing. And when you put the titles on people who actually care about them, you're going to have one of them fight for the Raw Women's title 
at a pay-per-view where you could have a good showcase match for the tag titles. So I understand their frustration with Creative. Hell, I am frustrated with WWE Creative. As, as I think a lot of people are. Yeah. But by the way, there's no need to have an undisputed champion and undisputed tag champs. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, do I like them walking out? No. I totally understand what they're doing. Um, do I like the fact that they're getting ripped apart? No, I don't. Now, you could say, go about it however you want. You can call them whatever you want. If you are standing up for something you believe in, that is your prerogative. And it is the WWE's prerogative to, to rip them a new one if they really want to. My problem is, are you burning that bridge? But like, who's to say tomorrow or Sunday, are we going to see the termination of Sasha Banks and, and Naomi? You know, who's to say? To further, like, and Sasha's a star on her own, and, and Naomi is really good. But what if this was Becky or Charlotte? How would they react in that situation? That's something I want to know. Because I think everyone's had an issue with creative over the last year plus, probably. I'm sure everyone has. But that it, for them to walk out, good for them. It's their prerogative, but... There is a backlash for it. Uh, Patchman, how about you? What Again, uh, so what is your reaction to them doing this? And then what, what's your reaction to, to the way WWE handled it? It's interesting because we saw this, in a sense, same case 15-plus years ago when Stone Cold walked out when King of the Ring was going on and they wanted him to lose to Brock in the first round. Like, it... The reason why they walked out is because the booking didn't make sense. Because looking at the Lesnar-Austin case, Austin and Lesnar should be the finals. You don't just you, you just don't throw the two in the first round and have the match. No, you that's something people want to see pay-per-view level or finals per se. If the finals run TV itself, you want to see that as the final. Okay, having Naomi win, okay, it's it's a weird booking decision to have Naomi win the gauntlet. Okay, she wins the gauntlet. You'd see Naomi and Bella and possibly inside Hell in a Cell. I'm fine with that. That would be kind of cool to see. It's something different. But there has to be more to the story that we do not know about. Because Sasha's had her problems with creative the last two and a half years where she's here for six months, then she's gone for six months. And then she, I'm not to say she doesn't get her way, but like she doesn't get her way. And then it's like, hey, I'm going to throw a tantrum and walk out. Okay. Okay. It, it shows that, you know, you're all in it for yourself and you only care about what's best for you. And you're not looking at the long-term, the long-term ending result. Like it, like it, we we can use the term jobber around here. Like jobbers, they're they're sent out to job. You get paid to job, okay? 
you, you, if you're gonna get beat up by, um, uh, I need, I need, uh, um, well, Gunter. There we go. It took me a minute. If you're gonna get sent out, formerly known as Walter, you're gonna get thrown out, uh, Gunter, and you're told, hey, you're gonna get the kicked out of you. That's what you're gonna do. That's what you're told to do. That's why you were brought in. Okay, not saying that Sasha and Naomi are getting a job, but needless to say, okay, they're doing a gauntlet. They don't have plan. Okay, the tag title is another side of itself. Waste of time. Let's just get rid of them. I the the concept was great in the beginning, but like like Rifkin said, you're just throwing two women together to make a tag team to try to keep the tag titles relevant. Mm-hmm. Just keep keep them in NXT. The NXT tag women's titles are great. They're doing great stuff with them. But on the main roster, it's like the women are just thrown in a shuffle here and there. And it's just like, hey, uh, Belair has the title. And that's what we're going to go with on mm-hmm. Raw. Right. For, for, for WWE bashing them, you know what? It, it's another weird thing because they did the same thing with Stone Cold. They've done it with a few other superstars that, you know, have per se, you know, taken their ball and chain and gone home. It's it's part of the world we live in the WWE universe. Mm-hmm. You walk you walk out, you you know what you're this say you're gonna get ridiculed for it. And you know what? You can see that you know the commentators aren't happy doing it. Like you I think Cole was mentioning it the other last Friday and Pat McAfee was you can just tell McAfee wasn't happy hearing that. It's the nature of the beast, you know. Hopefully, you know. An end result comes out of this, but at the end of the day, I guess it's good on Sasha and Naomi. They're standing up for themselves. But on if you look at the other side of the coin, it's kind of like, yeah, we're told something, you told, and you're not going to do it because you think it doesn't make sense. Okay, it doesn't make sense, but go along with it. Because you're because you're gonna hurt the fans in the end. Because if fans are paying to go see you two wrestle, and then they find out, oh, they didn't like create a decision, they walked out. You're disappointing your fans too, right? It, it, it it's 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 like a yin and yang situation here. Like I I'm happy for them because they stood up for themselves, but then it's kind of like yeah, you're kind of pouting and moaning because you're not getting your way. Yeah. Um, as far as my reaction to what they did, it, it's, I do agree standing up for yourself and saying, Hey, we're not being respected as tag team champions, which is what they claimed that they weren't. They weren't respected as women's tag team champions and they didn't respect titles. And I get that. And I get totally why they thought that because we, this has been the main problem with the women's tag titles since they introduced them three years ago, they weren't treated as, as good titles. So for them to do this, I, I understand um and i get why they're doing it um and i hope it works out for them but again like you said padgy you, you're, you're gonna have to expect consequences with this because you are you are you know what they're doing they're doing a good thing but they're taking the unprofessional way to do it you know what i mean you, you are just taking your ball and going home you're just saying screw it i'm not doing anything with you if you aren't going to treat me with respect. And the problem is that it's not like these two, Sasha Banks and Naomi respectively haven't been treated with respect. Sasha Banks is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world today. And Naomi is 
I think, in my opinion, very underrated. You know, I think she can hold a great match with anybody. And they've respected the two of them. It's to me, they've sounded like they haven't respected the tag titles and they're standing up for them. Which again, I understand they're doing it in an unprofessional way. So it's WWE's prerogative. If they want to ridicule them, they can ridicule them. But I think as we've seen, bridges can be mended with any situation. If Stone Cold can come back, if you know, if CM Punk can appear on backstage at some point, I think mid bridges can be mended. Um I personally do not like what they did. I, I, I get it, but I don't like what they did. It, you should have gone through this a different way. You should have maybe got some more opinions backstage. Because, again, like Patchy said, you're kind of just pouting that you're not getting your way. You're like, well, we're not going to do it because we don't think we're getting more way. It's like, well, not everybody's going to get your way when every single time. You know, I'm sure there are times where – you know, guys, guys and girls like Baron Corbin, Ripley, Oscar. I'm sure a lot of them have not liked their positions in the company sometimes. And for Sasha Banks and Naomi to feel like they could just do this and just be like, well, fine, we're walking out then and we're just going to do this. It's like, okay, get it. I don't really, I don't really like it. I'm not going to endorse it because if everyone does this, then this kind of sets, I think, a bad precedent for more, for more companies and more superstars are doing things like this. So that's just my view on it. WWE tearing them apart. They've done it before. I'm not exactly thrilled that it happened. I'm not thrilled that it happened. I wish they would have handled it more professionally, considering the fact they are the company. But they've done it before, so I'm not too shocked that they did it. Um, okay, so that's the initial reaction to the event happening. Patchy, I'm coming back to you. Uh, what do you think's next? Do you think Sasha and Banks and Naomi return to WWE? Is are they getting fired? What what do you, where do you think we go from here? Mm-hmm. One of three things: they're coming back, they're getting suspended, or in the next month they're getting released, and we'll see what. Better yet, I see one getting released and one staying because of a certain line in their family, mm, or what, or what, or, or what family they're a part of. The other one will get released, and we'll see them on the flip side being um, all in. Okay, um, Mike, what what are your thoughts? Where do you think we go from here on this situation? I kind of agree with Patchy. I think. We'll- one stays due to the line, and I think the other one's out. Um, or there's a demotion to NXT. Mm. And, and I don't even know if it would be considered a demotion, but for how big the star is, I think they would take it like a demotion. I, I definitely could see that. I could see him going back to NXT and saying, all right, you know what? Go to NXT. The tag titles are respected there. Go fight uh, Toxic Attraction. Um, but I do think we're leaning more towards what you guys said. One, one being Sasha Banks is going to be released. I think they're. I think they're because not only she asked for her release back in 2019 and they renegotiated terms, and now she's doing it again. I think WWE is going to have enough of it and say, "Look, all right, you know what? Just go." You, you think the grass is so greener on the other side. You think you're going to be treated better somewhere else. Go. We'll, we'll take the risk. 
um, which would be amazing to because if you had told me five years ago that one of the four horsewomen would be released from WWE within five years, I would have said you were crazy. But I think Sasha Banks is going to go, and I think Naomi is going to stay because of her connection to the Usos and Roman Reigns and The Rock and stuff like that. I think that's how she stays. Um, because there are, they have one last thing. Because I there this crazy story did come out uh, a couple days after it happened. Uh, Naomi's former partner in the Funkadactyls, Cameron, came out and said Sasha Banks was manipulating Naomi. Like Naomi apparently did not want to. According to her, Naomi would not do something like this, and it's only because of Sasha why she's doing it. Mike, really quick, do you think that's true? I don't know. I don't know either one of them personally, so I can't come out there and say, yes, it was total manipulation. Um, I do think the whole thing is weird. Why would you walk out on a match you're going to win? You're mm. Naomi was going to win the match, which why would she walk out? Um, I don't know if it was a manipulation. I can't answer this, but it, it's a very weird t- timing concept also. Mm-hmm. So, Pat, I don't know. Patches, do you want to add something to that? Do, do, do you believe these manipulation rumors? Yes, but no. I can see Sasha doing it, but then again, I can see it just being rumors and it's not true. Yeah, that, I'm pretty much the same way. I, I can see it being either way. You're, you're an adult. You make decisions for yourself. Right. But again, that's not to say that maybe Naomi's not trying to, or Sasha's not getting in Naomi's head and saying, hey. Fine. Hey. So. No. So, but all right, that. Clears up what happens with what happened with Sasha Banks and Naomi. We will obviously keep you guys updated if any more big updates come out about these two and their relationship with WWE. But let's switch to the other company now. Let's switch to AEW, which has their annual double or nothing pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. We got a stacked card for this show. I'm really looking forward to this show. So we're going to do obviously do our predictions for it. So let's get right into it. We start with the pre-show. And that is Hookhausen, consisting of Hook and Dan Housing taking on Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling in a tag match. Patchy, who you got? Oh, uh, you know, as they say, put a curse on Mr. Nice and Sterling. Give me the Hookhausen. Mike? Love that Hookhausen. Give me Hookhausen. Send Hookhausen. I think Hookhausen takes this one. Um Dan Housing will put a curse and Hook will destroy. All right, we get to the main show proper and we start with for the AEW TBS Championship. Jade Cargill defends against Anna J. Mike, does Jade Cargill's streak continue? I'm going to say no. I'm going to go Anna J. Elevate Jade Cargill to, to the women. Women's title picture. Put the TBS title on Anna J. Patchy? Hey, give me Anna J. As, as the old saying goes, switch things up again. Let's go Anna J and let's and let's see where the route takes us. I'm gonna go Anna New as well. I'm gonna say Anna J. I think Cargill 
is a perfect person to take the title away from the women's title away from somebody else. And we'll get into that in just a few minutes, but yeah, I'm going to go Anna J wins the TBS championship here at Jay Cargill street comes to an end. All right. Up next in a six man tag match, we have the house of black consisting of Malachi black, buddy Matthews and Brody King taking on death triangle. That being Pac Penta Oscuro and Ray Phoenix. I'm going to take the House of Black on this one. They are really elevating the House of Black here. Um, I I really do think we're going to see, maybe not this year, but I think next year we're going to see a House of Black hold all the gold situation, whether that's the tag titles in the world title or the TNT title and the tag titles or something. I'm convinced that. So I'm going to say the House of Black takes this one. Mike, what about you? I'm going to say House of Black too, and they're going to get a new member. Ooh, they're a new member. Don't know who, but they're going to get a new member of the House of Black. Okay. Patchy, what about you? Yeah, we're, we we like these three for three things right now. House of Black is going to demolish Death Triangle and bring death upon. Bring the, re- the reign of Black continues in AEW. All right. Up next in a standard tag team match, we have a dream match really of sorts. I think a lot of people were, were excited for this. Obviously, we've seen it before in independent promotions, but this is the first time they've done it in a real big, big promotion. We've got Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys, taking on Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, in a, in a dream match of sorts. Mike, who comes out on the dream match? I'm going to say the Hardys come out. And this is the beginning of the final run for the Hardys on their way to the AEW tag titles. Patchy? Ah, a disagreement, finally. The Young Bucks. Plain and simple. Yeah, I'm going to go with Patchy on this one. I'm going to say the Young Bucks. Um, I think the Hardys run is, like, already over. I I just – I can't see them going all the way to the AEW tag titles. I want to see them stay in the teams that I think have deserved it more. I mean, the Hardys, they don't need it. Their legacy set forever I, I don't see him needing the tag titles ever again so i'm gonna go to the young bucks kind of submit their legacy by defeating another dream tag team all right up next it's called it is an anarchy in the arena match i'm gonna guess this is kind of like a stadium stampede sort of thing is it's that what just a no disqualification just a match, no disqualification five-man tag match we've got the jericho appreciation society take which consists of Chris Jericho, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager taking on the team of Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club, that being Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Patchy, who wins the Anarchy in the Arena? Uh, this is interesting because I think I just came up with a theory here. An Austin I, theory? No. Not, not, not a theory with a theory. Um, Eddie, give me Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club, and have Jake Hager turn on Jericho. Mm, interesting, Mike. What about you? I'm gonna go Santana, Ortiz, Kingston, and the BBC also. Oh my God, the the BCC. BCC, BBC. Whoa, hey, this, 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 is a, this, is a, this is a children's show. <laughs> you don't watch. That is just the acronym. 
Dude, you lo- don't watch the BBC News? That's on you, man. <laughs> uh, by the way, I love that name, by the way. The Blackpool Combat Club, I love that name. For kicks The world out. needs more William Regal. Oh, everyone needs more William Regal in their life. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, too. I'm going to say Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club come out on this. Um, I- I'm sorry. I have not, I'm not digging this Jericho Appreciation Society. I think it's – I'm just going to go off this one real quick, and if you guys want to say anything else, I'll, I'll let you – I just think this is too inside. This is too, it's too, is this like on the nose? Like, Oh my God, we're, we're going to say sports entertainers and not pro wrestling. I just, I I'm done with that. I don't, it's the same either way to me. I don't see a difference between the two and this Jericho appreciation society thing, this whole thing they're running with. I'm just kind of sick of it. I, I don't get it. I don't, I think it's just too inside at this point. If you get what I'm saying, the either two have, I just any- think the, I just think it's weird the people they picked. I, I'm going to call them 2.0 because that's who they've always been, 2.0. Right. And Garcia, we're beating up Jericho, and then we're just going to throw them together and talk about their appreciation Jericho. It, that, if he had, like, brought in his own kind of people, it would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Regal with Moxley and, and Danielson. Right. You got to pick and choose. Yeah. Right. Patches, do you have anything to add on that? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. Up next, uh, we have the implosion finally of these two. We have MJF taking on Wardlow. Wardlow has finally turned on MJF, and now they this is the implosion of the feud. Two stipulations on this match. If, if Wardlow wins, he'll be granted his release from his contract from MJF, and he can pursue his own deal with AEW. And if, But if MJF wins... Wardlow will be permanently banned from signing with AEW. This is going to be a little controversial. I think you have Wardlow just squash MJF. I think you have MJF get cocky and he thinks he's got the upper hand. And then Wardlow just like, like MJF goes in for like attack. I think and Wardlow just destroys him. I think you have him just power bomb him over and over and over again. I don't think it would hurt MJF that much. I think because of how much you've been giving him lately, I think he can take this. I'm going to say Wardlow just squashes MJF in like five minutes, just beats him around for five minutes and then squashes him. So, uh, Mike, what about you? I'm with you on Wardlow. It's just – I even think you start the match like when Wardlow's coming down, maybe you have Sean Spears hit him with a chair to kind of throw him off, and that just won't work in – Wardlow goes in and dismantles MJF. Patchy? Yeah, same agreements. Just have Wardlow just come in and do like a minute squash and just be done with MJF. Okay. All right, we've got the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals. As we've got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Ruby Soho. Patchy, who you got? Ah. Yeah, this is an interesting one to me because I want to. I I don't mind Britt Baker retaining, but Ruby has been on a tear lately. So it's it, it's a yin and yang situation again for me. But I'll take the upset. Give me Soho. I'm gonna go with you, Patchy. I'm gonna say Ruby Soho as well. Um, I, I just think Britt Baker was AEW Women's Champion for so long. She can eat this, and it won't decrease her stature in the company any at all 
she'll still be one of the top stars in the women's division. So let's get a new star in place and let's get Soho the upset win. Uh, Mike, what about you? Going three for three? I'm going to go three for three. Um, I do think – I don't think anyone should be angry if Britt Baker wins. She's totally earned it. But you broaden Ruby Soho. Here's her moment. There you go. Yeah. All right, up next, we have the Men's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and uh, Satnam Singh are all banned from ringside, just as a caveat there, as we've got Samoa Joe taking on Adam Cole. Baby. Um, I'm going to go... This one's really tough. I can see this going either way. I'm going to say Joe. I think they're going to give Joe it here. They just put the ROH um, TV championship, I believe, on him. Uh, I think they want him to stay strong for right now. It's going to be a great match for sure. This is one, honestly, the one I'm looking the most forward to. Um, I'm going to say Joe takes the Owen Hart uh, Foundation uh, tournament. Uh, Patchy, what about you? Adam Cole, baby. Mike? Adam Cole, Antti. Either Lethal Dutt, the other guy, or yet again, you have Fish and O'Reilly who could also interfere during this match to help Adam and Cole. After they didn't want to put the world title on him, here's your consolation prize. Yep, that's definitely an interesting thought. All right, up next, it's a three-way match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. We've got Jurassic Express, of course, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defending their gold against Team Taz, consisting of Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, versus the team of Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, formerly Isaiah Swerve Scott from NXT. Mike, who's walking away with the tag gold? Give me Team Taz. Give me Powerhouse Hobbs. Give me Ricky Starks. I know a lot of people are going to go Lee and uh, Swerve Strickland, but they've uh, they just came in. They don't need the belt, and Jungle Boy could do better things. Give me Team Taz, elevate Hops and Starks. Patchy, Team Taz, Team Taz. I'm actually going to disagree. I'm going to go Jurassic Express. Hold on to the gold. Um, I think they are going to keep it for just a little bit longer. I think they're going to set up a huge match at All Out for them to finally lose the titles. Um, I think I think they want to give Jurassic Express a little bit longer to really solidify this reign as as one of the greats. Because obviously we saw a huge reign with the with the Young Bucks. We saw a pretty long reign with the um, with the Lucha Brothers. So I think they're going to give Jurassic Express kind of like the middle ground longer than the Lucha Brothers but shorter than the Young Bucks I think they're going to keep the titles for one more pay-per-view I think they're going to survive this all right up next for the AEW Women's World Championship we have Thunder Rosa defending against Serena Deeb I'm going to say Thunder Rosa keeps the title here I, I I like Serena, but I don't see any point in putting the title on her right now Thunder Rosa you just had her upset beat uh, Britt Baker for the title. Why would you go ahead and just switch it now? Like, give Thunder Rosa a decent title reign. Mike, what do you agree? I'm with you. And it sets up for all out Rosa Baker three. Mm, could do that. Apache, uh, what about you? Rosa retains. Yep, easy enough. All right, up next in a straight up one on one match, we've got Kyle O'Reilly taking on Darby Allen. 
Mike, who you got? I got cool Kyle. Uh, Darby Allen is kind of like MJF. He, he could eat a little bit of a loss here. He's been one of the mainstays in AEW. O'Reilly, him, Fish, and Cole eventually are going to go their own way. I got Kyle O'Reilly. Patchy? Darby Allen. Going to pull off a great little upset. I'm with you. I'm taking Darby Allen. I, I want to see Darby Allen get elevated into the world title scene. I don't. He doesn't need to win it just yet, but I, I need to see him elevated into the world title scene. And a big win over O'Reilly, I think, does that for him. He's been so good, and it's just how can you not give him at least a shot at the world title right now? So I'm going to go Darby Allen gets the win here. All right, in a six-person mixed tag team match, uh, with the stipulation being if America's top team wins – Neither Guevara nor Kazarian can challenge for the TNG championship as long as Scorpio Sky is champion. We've got America top t- American top team consisting of Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zant making her in-ring debut, I believe, right? This is her in-ring debut? Yeah, that would be her in-ring debut. Yeah. Taking on Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti. Oh, my God. I'm going to – I'll say this right now. Um, please have American top team win. I can't I, – I know what they're trying to do with Guevara and Ty Conti. I know they're trying to make him obnoxious heels. I'm so sick of Guevara. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of Guevara and Ty Conti right now. Like, I get, I get it's working. Like, I'm annoyed by them. But it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, get off my TV. I don't want to hear from you ever. I don't need to hear from you for a while. So, I'm going to say American top team. Patchy, what about you? Team Guevara, just to piss you off. Of course you would do that. Uh, Mike, what about you? I'm going to American top team because Guevara's going to turn on Kazarian. Mm, yeah, I didn't think of that. Or, or the other way around, Kazarian's going to turn on Guevara and go with his boy Scorpio Sky. Possibly. We definitely could see something like that. All right, and your main event of the evening will be for the AEW World Championship Hangman Adam Page defends against CM Punk. This is the toughest match, I think, to predict. I yeah. I, 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 I go back and forth. Every hour I go back and forth. I could see them keeping it on Page, and I wouldn't be upset with that. But it's CM Punk. I, I'm going to go and new. I'm going to say CM Punk wins the AEW World Championship. I just can't see him passing it up. They they want to stick it to WWE as much as they can and having CM Punk come back and win the world title. It's just, I, it's too perfect for me. I hate to take it off Hangman Page, but I'm going to say and new. I'm going to say CM Punk wins the world title. Mike, what about you? I really want to say and still because I, I don't know about you guys. I'm kind of underwhelmed by Hangman's run as the world champ. A little bit, yeah. It's a little bit up, been but the match. The thing is, the matches have all been great. No, the matches have been good. It's just you, you know what he had. He pl- fought Cole twice. He fought Lance Archer. He fought Danielson twice. And I just think the two Danielson matches were so good, nothing tops them. Right. So, so that that's my thing. Um. I'm going to go and new. I'm going to go punk. And after the match, 
Okada comes out and we get Okada Punk at that Forbidden Door show. Oh, if they do that, I would I would be in heaven. <laughs> if they do that, I oh my god. Uh Patchy, what about you? Who walks away with the world title? And still your AW world okay. heavyweight champion Adam Hangman Page. As much as I want Punk to win, Punk doesn't need the title. That's the thing. If there's one guy who was in the AEW right now that never needs to touch the world title, it's Punk. I just can't see that. I can't see AEW passing up this opportunity. I don't know, Mike, if you feel the same way. I just can't see him doing it. Like, passing it up. I'm like, I'm like you in the sense of either one can win. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm also... The, it's not the... You know, like I said before, not that Page has been underwhelming as champ. His reign just feels like been underwhelming. Punk is champion. You know he's going to draw heat at any point. He could do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, he went to Long Island a couple of weeks ago wearing a John Tavares jersey. Yeah, and got booed was, out of the building. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but still. Um I, I think that oh, I think Punk opens other doors that Hangman doesn't do. As yeah. great as Hangman is, let Hangman go back and try to find himself, mm-hmm. and we can go a lot of different directions. Hell, m- maybe at some point we could get Punk Omega. Yeah, I just think right now Punk is just the biggest, the biggest star in pro wrestling again, and so. You put the title on him, people might get swayed by that. Just to see that, I don't know. But that's but that's just how I feel. But all right, so that is going to do it for this episode of the Face Turn Podcast here on the Sports Insanity Network. We thank you guys so much for listening and that we're back. We'll obviously have a recap of Double or Nothing once it happens. Remember to check that out this, this upcoming Sunday, Memorial Day weekend. But for Mike, the Pun Master Rifkin, and Lawrence Patchman Lang, I'm Noah Trumbly. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll catch you guys next time.